great to be with you this morning. My name is Gay. I'm one of the pastors here. And I always get the privilege of doing this last sermon of the year where we look back at what happened in 2023. And I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas with friends and family. Or like me, I had my first Christmas day off in 18 years and I stayed home by myself in my pajamas. And it was awesome. And Christmas is a wonderful season, but I especially love this week between Christmas and New Year's. It's a time where it's a little less busy in church life. We close our office and I work from home and just get a little less of the busy part of the season and I get to think about the new year. I always like looking forward to a new year because doesn't it feel like it's a fresh start or a do-over? depending on how your year was prior to the new year. But it's a great time to remember God's faithfulness as you look back on the new year and you think, or the old year and think about the new year. So when it comes to remembering God's faithfulness, we humans can be especially forgetful. One striking example of this is found in, well, it's found in a lot of places in the scripture, but in Exodus chapters 14 and 16, we see this. In a span of just two chapters, we see the Israelites, God's people, delivered from slavery, brought across the Red Sea, and then in another two chapters, they're grumbling about not having enough food to eat. And don't you just want to say, don't you remember what God just did for you? The water stood up like two walls, and you walk through the Red Sea on dry ground, and don't you think God can do that for you again and feed you? Can't you just trust God? And then you look in the mirror and you remember that we do this too, don't we? At least I do. I won't lump you in with me, but I have a feeling a few of you might agree. God does something awesome in our lives and within a few days, a few weeks, a few months, we sort of start forgetting the awesome. And when we hit the next sort of a difficult period, we sometimes forget that God was ever faithful to us. And so, I don't know about you, but this is something that I think we can all struggle with. God's people are always in danger of losing their memory, forgetting who they are and whose they are. But God points us in scripture toward remembering. Everything God says in his word and does in the world serves as a prompt for us to remember. The psalmist writes in Psalm 111, says this, Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people, like we are this morning. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty, and his righteousness never fails. He causes us to remember his wonderful works. How gracious and merciful is our Lord. God's intention is for us to remember. He's caused us to remember his wonderful works, the scripture says. But sometimes we miss the message. In verse 2, the psalmist says, excuse me, I'm going to adjust the microphone. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. So pondering can sound like a passive activity. Um, it can be a little abstract to us. But the original Hebrew word is active, eager, and full of life. 
It means to speak out with, seek out with care, to search after, to inquire, to examine, to interrogate, to notice and pay attention. And that's what biblical remembering looks like. It's actively, earnestly, deliberately reflecting on God and thanking him for everything that he has done. Thanking him, praising him for rescuing us, for giving us gifts and opportunities, and acknowledging who we are and whose we are. God wants us to remember, but God knows our tendency to forget and our tendency to have spiritual amnesia. God knows that we're forgetful, so God asks us to do certain things that will help us remember. And at various times in the Old Testament, God's people set up memorials or altars to mark significant events. Sometimes they were joyful events where God had done something miraculous. It's also times where you're remembering something that might be challenging. But the memorials served as reminders that the Lord had been faithful in the past, would be faithful right now, and will be faithful in the future. Let's look at an example of that in Joshua chapter 4. Just a little background first. The Israelites are about to cross into the promised land. This is years later after being delivered from slavery. Joshua is their leader. And they must get across the Jordan River first, and God does a miracle for them. He parts the river so they can walk on dry land, just as he had done when they left Egypt and crossed the Red Sea. And then God tells Joshua to gather 12 boulders, 12 stones, and to build an altar in the camp, and Joshua does that. And then this is what Joshua tells the people. He says, we will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean to you? And then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones shall stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. So we build memorials in order to remember. Now, I've learned to do this in my own life, and that doesn't mean I have a bunch of little stone altars all around my house, but I write them down or I ponder them in my heart. I don't literally make the stone altars, but I've learned that marking significant events in my life, the good and the challenging, is a foundation of trust in the Lord for me. So when it's hard to see God in my present circumstances, I can look back at these markers and be reminded of God's love and faithfulness. And this helps me be grateful. It helps me trust. And when I practice gratitude, my perspective changes, even if my circumstances don't. So each year on this Sunday after Christmas, we share in the process of remembering. Together, we remember God's faithfulness to us as a church community and in our lives individually. So if you're visiting with us today, I hope you'll be encouraged by hearing the good things that God has done in our church community this last year. Would you pray with me? Lord, we come to you with gratitude today. Gratitude for the year that we have had in 2023. Lord, grateful that you were with us in our joys, you were with us in our challenges, and grateful for the hope and the expectation of what you have for us in 2024. Would you be with us today, and would you help us recall and remember 
your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, 2023 was a year of challenges and joys here at River Heights. We have seen God's faithfulness as a church community, and we've also needed to trust God for some challenges this year. We've had financial challenges that we've had to cry out to God for, to, for his provision and his help, and he provided. We uh, also have had several people in our community that have ongoing battles with cancer right now and other physical medical issues, and we have been crying out for them in their life and their pain and difficulty. We've also had some joys. We've seen 100 first-time guests come through our doors this year. Our children's and youth ministry have been growing. We've needed to open new classrooms to accommodate those kids on Sundays. And so we see that God has met us in our challenges and in our joys this year. Now, in our Sunday services, we had eight sermon series this year and a few standalone sermons like today. My two favorite series this year were the Miracles of Jesus and the Suburban Idols series. In the Miracles of Jesus, I found it really faith-building to just review and listen and, and dwell on these miracles that Jesus did in the New Testament. And it also reminded me and encouraged me that the scriptures say that we, as followers of Jesus, will do and see these same things. And so just like Pete said in announcements, don't you want to see miracles this year? You know, I have dear friends that are suffering, and I want to see them healed. I want to press into that this year. So I invite you to be praying that God's Holy Spirit would move in power and healing in our community this year. And so as Pete mentioned, sign up for the February conference, Miracle Work. Come and listen and grow and be trained as Jordan Singh comes and teaches us and as there are gonna be so many opportunities for us to receive prayer for whatever might be going on in our lives that needs God's healing. So sign up for that, that conference. Now, my other favorite series was Suburban Idols, and I wasn't actually too excited about that one when we started planning it. I was like, are we gonna like be heaping guilt on people for stuff? And I know it's not what we normally do, but you know, I was thinking about that. But it turned out to be something that was so good, and I found it beneficial in my own life to be reminded that when we worship anything other than the living God, it's a pathway to death, not life. And I especially want to encourage you as we're in a mode of remembering that as you uh, go into this next year, I would encourage you to revisit that series as you have time to do that. And I especially want to refer you back to Pete's sermon where he talks about politics as an idol. We are entering a political season in 2024 and we need to remember that our hope lies in the living God. Our hope for our nation, our world, lies in the living God. And so we want to understand and know where our trust is. And it was an awesome sermon pointing us toward God and community and people and loving them. And then on Palm Sunday this year, Refuge Vineyard Church had their public launch service. And Pastor Jeff Connor and the team that was sent out from River Heights Vineyard began a new vineyard church community. 
They continue to meet on Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Rosemont Middle School. And as you remember them, would you pray for them? And would you pray that more and more people in the South Metro area find Jesus, find them, and find a church home? And then as I mentioned earlier, our Vineyard Kids and River Heights Youth Group had many great things happen this year. Pastor Becca has opened two new classrooms for each service, um, and that means she needs more volunteers to love those kids in those classrooms. And so that's an awesome opportunity as we go into the new year. And our youth have had some great series on Wednesday nights, including Youth Alpha, while the adults were doing Alpha. And so would you pray for them as they go into the new year, that they would love and know Jesus more deeply? And then Lavinia, our Spanish-speaking congregation, has also grown this year. You might know they have the sanctuary that we used to have several years ago, and they have as many people and some weeks more than we do in here at their services. So they are pretty full over there. And the Holy Spirit's presence and power is so um, evident in their meetings they hope to do some remodeling in 2024 to just add a few feet to their auditorium so they can add a few more chairs. So would you pray as you remember for Marta and Antoine as they lead the congregation. Our men's and women's ministry launched new opportunities for gathering this past year. The men's ministry has their men's breakfast the first Saturday of the month. The women's ministry launched Soul Sisters, which was a quarterly gathering for women to connect and get together. And we had two awesome retreats, our men's retreat and our women's retreat this year. So I encourage you, watch for all the opportunities coming up in 2024 for men's events and women's events so we can connect and build relationship with each other. We also launched a trio of prayer classes in 23 how to pray, how to hear God, and miracle work. And these classes saw 20 to 25 people at each class on a Saturday. And we got to learn how to connect to God in prayer, how to pray for others. And so I invite you to make space for this as we move into the new year, that you would come to these classes as they're offered. And as uh, Pete mentioned in announcements, miracle work class is coming up January 13th. So sign up for that. Then as we moved into the fall, this is one of those uh, joys and challenges. We sent Justin Law on October 29th, our worship pastor, to become the lead pastor at South Metro Vineyard. And so Justin had served our community for 20 plus years. And while it was hard to say goodbye, we were also really blessed that he was going to be going to one of our oldest churches, Vineyard Churches in Minnesota, and helping it to um, be re-energized and thrive and grow. So we, we love that he was able to do that, that God called him to that. And again, as you remember, pray for him and pray for South Metro. And with Justin's departure, we added two new folks to help lead our worship arts teams here. John Hodges came on to paid staff at quarter time, and Allie Bishop came on to staff as a volunteer at quarter time. So together, they're helping to carry on the legacy of really great worship here in our community, along with all the wonderful worship leaders and musicians that God has given us. So pray for them as well. 
And then in November, we had our annual, oops, I missed one, wait a second. On November 4th, River Heights turned 33 years old. We're still a young adult, right? Or is that middle-aged? I'm not sure. For me, it's definitely young. But we are so grateful for God's faithfulness to us as a church community. Um, we are so glad for John and Sue, our founding pastors, their faithfulness in listening to God and planting this church 33 years ago. And then later in November, we had our annual Thanksgiving giveaway. We helped 535 families for food, with food for Thanksgiving. And I just want to thank you. We had wonderful volunteers, generous giving, a great planning team. So thank you for your generosity and for your service. And just this last weekend, we had two Christmas Eve services with 200 people in attendance. We served on Christmas Day, on Monday, 120 plus people with a meal together, a community meal for Christmas Day. And again, thank you. We had wonderful people that donated food, that volunteered, that spent their Christmas Day with people from the community. We also continue to serve meals four nights a week with loaves and fishes, about 160 or more meals a night. We continue to serve everyone who shows up on Tuesdays for Celebrate Recovery. We also continue to grow in connection with each other in life groups. We also continue every week to invite the presence of God to meet us, to change us, to heal us, and to set us free as we gather on Sunday mornings. So as I look back on this year, that's a lot of faithfulness from God. God carefully and lovingly led us this year. How about you? As you look back on your year of 2023, what are the markers and the milestones that you've experienced? There might be joys, there might be challenges, but how has God been faithful to you in 2023? I encourage you today to practice remembering. Remembering requires deliberate attention. Forgetting does not take much effort. It's sort of like gravity. If we don't attend to God's words and God's works in our life, sometimes we can lose our delight in them. We can lose our way and lose our perspective. And we forget who we are and whose we are. Psalm 143.5 says this, I remember the days of old, I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. So in your good moments and in your painful moments of this year, God has been with you. And as we remember and give thanks, we experience his presence with us, sustaining us, comforting us, giving us hope for our life. So let's end the year today with gratefulness for God's faithfulness to us as a community and in our own lives. Let's remember God's goodness together. I want to invite the worship team to head on back up here. And if you're able, would you stand with me? 
So as we close this morning, I have three tips for you to, I was going to say to take into your week, but these are actually to take into your day today. So the first is read Psalm 111 and Joshua 4, 6 through 7. And that word ponder, actively ponder the works of God in your life this year. And then pray for God to help you remember his faithfulness to you in 2023. God's faithfulness shows up in all the things, the joy, the sorrow, the success, the loss. Remembering includes all those things. So sometimes to remember, we need to ask for courage and we need to ask for grace. And then finally, in your program, there is an insert. On the back of the event insert, there's always a spot for sermon notes. But this week, it has mostly some questions that you can use to reflect on your year. So I encourage you to spend some time this very afternoon, the last day of the year, thinking about 2023, reflecting on your joys, your challenges, your hopes, and notice where God has been with you and been faithful to you. Spend time talking to God and telling him wh what your hopes are for the coming year. God delights in you. God loves you. God is with you. And he wants to be with you in the remembering. And he wants to give you hope for what lies ahead. If you are on the prayer team, I want to invite you to come up now and be ready to pray for folks. We're going to spend some time now responding to God this morning in worship and communion and prayer. And I'm aware that many of us have had challenges this year. How about you? I've had a few. Okay. The death of someone close to you, maybe illness or job loss, broken relationships. And there may be just other challenges that have sort of shaken your world. And it may have been a year where you had to rely more on your memory of God's faithfulness than maybe being able to grasp it in the moment. I want to encourage you to come up and get prayer this morning, if that's you. And let someone encourage you and pray for strength for you and pray for hope for the coming days. And then I also felt as we move into a new year, there may be some of you that have just some big hopes and dreams for this coming year. And maybe some of those seem impossible. And maybe you need a little faith. So I believe God wants to increase our faith today for this coming year, for those miracles we want to see. So if you need more faith for this coming year, come and let somebody pray with you this morning. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to worship, and the team will dismiss us when the service is over. So pray with me, please. Lord, thank you for another year of life. Thank you for all that you provided for us this last year. Lord, we just take this moment to lay down before you all the unfinished things, the disappointments, and the joys of this year. And we ask for your mercy your peace, your joy, as we look, for the year, look toward the year ahead. May we delight in the gift of your presence as we discern the journey you have for us this year. Lord, would you help us as we step into 2024 to look forward with hope 
expectation and help us remember all the things, all the significant things as we walk through this next year. I pray this in the name of Christ. Amen.